Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the June 26th edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Dick Hughes, and alongside me, the old man. Old man, how the hell are you doing today? Holy crap, what was that? What, the intro, the kerfuffle, or the, the, the intro the stumbling over my own words, like, how everything co- combined together? It was like, holy crap and doodle. People couldn't see me, but I'm doing this. I'm like, cut it, cut it. <laughs> and Jake's like, cut it, huh? <laughs> That's the stumble coming in. Yeah, because I was trying to wait right to 7 o'clock. I was trying to hold off that maybe the sound would get better. But here we are. It's, it's good. It's 7 o'clock. We're on the air. We have listeners. If you're listening, let us know where you're listening from. We love to uh, hear where we're reaching out to and who's your favorite team. Obviously, by my background and by Jake's background, you can tell who our favorite teams are. CFL. See, it lives It lives here. It lives here. Um, fans of the CFL. Fans of the CFL. We got a big show today. Normally, I like to do like a little bit of warm-up bramble. Big show. But we, we have a big show. There's We got the CFL... Week three to get into, and then we also have um, this little thing, this little thing called the NHL draft happening on Wednesday, and then we also have uh, free agent frenzy on Saturday, and we have uh, qualifying offers due on Friday, and it's a long weekend, so there's a game on Monday next week. Oh, really? The BC Lions are playing oh, yeah. on Monday. But next there's week. no game on Sunday. There's only three games this week. It's weird. It's a, whoever designed the schedule deserves to not be hired to make the schedule again. It's really it's kind of bizarre to me. It really is. It was one of those, huh? You're doing what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was... it would make sense. Like, I guess you're getting two buys out of the way on the same week, but it doesn't make sense this early in the season. No. Um, no, it's it doesn't really make sense, weird. period, because now you're getting, sorry, you're getting three teams taking buys on one week. Because there's always a team that has a buy, and then you're not playing a game, so that's three teams that you that aren't playing. That's true, yes. Which means, there, which means there has to be another week where there's three teams that aren't playing to balance out the schedule. That's Either good. way, the fact it's that you're... Probably going oh, to be um, Labor Day. Labor Day, you should be having a full slate of games on Labor Day. Well, they're not on Canada Day, so. Can we talk about the schedule? I know we got a really big show, but um, I don't know if I'm a fan of this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday football days. And I'm going to explain why. I would love to argue this with you, but yeah. I have a life. I have a life and I can't watch all four games. It's an impossibility. I tried. I had to give up. You and I couldn't watch Sunday's game. We yes, we else. couldn't because there's, but that's going to happen no matter what. There's, but if it's like if they do double headers on Friday, they do a Thursday so double header on Friday and a Sunday. That's perfect. So Maybe Saturday open. You're going to start a double header at four o'clock Pacific time on a Friday. On a Friday, start the next game at seven thirty Pacific time. Uh, no, because yeah. if you're if you're starting a game at five, your the late your late game isn't on until eight. That's 8:30. true. Fine. Give yourself a bumper. How about Sunday double games, double headers? Sunday double headers, you could, but triple headers on a Sunday even. You never have as a CFL, so you want to condense. Just do all four games on Sunday. That would be perfect. Just, I don't think there's enough time 
to have everything not overlap and not go until it would be until tough. Okay. really late on a Sunday. So let's do Thursday night and Sundays. Just for One the beginning on- of the season until the NFL starts and then go back to your regular scheduled programs of Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, when this NFL starts up, you're not doing Thursdays. You're doing Friday, Saturdays. Right. So there you you're go. doing two and two. Okay, problem so solved. What? Why don't you? So you just don't like it because you can't watch it all because you pretend to have friends and have to do things. No, it's because the boss downstairs kind of gets angry when we watch football four nights a week. She but likes her fun. football. She likes her football. But four nights a week for 21 weeks is a lot. But it's of not. It's. It's not four nights a week for twenty-one weeks, because the what you're talking about, Willis? They're they're not doing Thursday night games and Sunday night games into October. Are they? I don't they? do them in August. I don't. I haven't looked ahead to the schedule that much. That's your responsibility. Is it? Yeah, you're the you're the CFL guy. Why am I? Why why do I always have to do all the hard stuff? You get you get to just sit around and rely on me to do all the hard work. So, are you trying to pick a fight tonight? Oh, and now he's just gone. He he, I guarantee you, he clicked the button in in his haste of trying to figure out everything. He clicked the button and he disappeared. He clicked the button and he was like, "I don't know what I did. Just did panic everyone because he does so much work on the computer. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what happens." I froze. <laughs> um, it's because I have so my computer would... working so hard that it froze. So you would much rather see doubleheader on Friday night, doubleheader on Saturday, or two. What are you doing? I think he's at the point he's trying to get at seven and a half minutes into this conversation, and he's gone again, is that he wants to see a doubleheader on Friday and a doubleheader on Saturday. I don't know. I don't know why he wants to see football that okay. way. Okay, now I heard you talking about me, young fella. So you get off my lawn. So you want you want two days of double headers versus four nights of football? Yeah, because look at week five is four nights. I skipped week four because it's only three nights, but yep. week five is four nights. Week six is four nights. Week seven is four nights. Week eight is four nights. Week nine into August is four nights. Good. 10, 11, 12, 13, four. Nope. 13. Oh, week. So week 14? Week 14, we have one game on Friday. Yeah. Oh, this is Labor Day. Sorry, I was trying to figure out what the heck they did. And then three games on Saturday. Sorry, on Labor Day, we're having three games on Saturday? We're having uh, 11 a.m. It's Montreal at Toronto. And then 2 p.m. You got the um, uh, classic uh, Riders Bombers. And then you got the Labor Day classic Calgary Edmonton at 5 o'clock. On the Saturday. So you're not having any Monday night games on Labor Day. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I messed that up. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was very confused. Yes. No, no. I am. I apologize. Peoples who are listening, I apologize. Labor Day weekend, you have one game on Saturday, one game on Sunday, and two games 
it's still five o'clock on Monday. That's really weird. Yeah, the Calgary game, you? five o'clock. Yeah, so you, that's great. One thirty and five. Yeah, that's great. Is it? You're 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 wrapped up before the kids have to go to bed before they're going back to school the next day. Oh, I guess so. Hey, eh? that's the first day back to school. Fine. It's it's back to it's back to normal for people with families. But then, and if the you're, fo- I'm sorry, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw this out here. If you're McMahon, if you're McMahon Stadium, and I and I know we're not because we would run a way better shift than they run. If you're not advertising this as a buy two tickets get buy two adult tickets get two kid tickets for free, you're doing something wrong. You know they won't do that. I know they won't. You know what? Know we, sh- we should we should actually um, you should send that clip what you just said. Clip it out of YouTube and yep. send it to me. I will email that to Jay um, McNeil, president of the Calgary Stampeders. I think that's what he is. I can't remember his title. Anyway, believe, and I'll say, you know what? Correct. Why are, why don't you do this? The stadium's half empty, anyways. Don't tell me Labor Day is going to be any different because a Ryder game wasn't any different. So it's Edmonton coming in, who's probably going to be winless coming into that game. That too, but also the Edmonton or these Ryder game was better. They had a a paid attendance of 24,000, which was way better than the 18,000. I like the way you said paid attendance. I, I am a wrestling fan as you're a wrestling fan. There's a difference between the number of people that actually show up and the number of people who pay tickets. Yes. There was maybe 20,000 there. Really? That's so decent for what they have been getting. So the following week, there's three games on Saturday, 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. That's okay. Isn't that crazy? I like it. I don't, but I have like, so I get it. You look at it. You look at the four, the four days and you're like, I have something to do. I can take one of those days and I can do something. Yeah. I look at the Saturday. I look at the Saturday that you just said there's three games on and I can't do anything on that Saturday. Now that Saturday is written off. If I want to watch three, if I want to watch six teams play football, I have to take that Saturday off completely. Well, that's the only Saturday they do that. I I don't care if it's from that week on it's double headers, Friday, double header, Saturday, double header, double header, Saturday. Cause that's when the, when NFL picks up and you know what? That's perfect. I don't mind that. So then, but you need to capitalize. You got to realize you got to capitalize on the Thursday night audience and the Sunday night audience. And I was talking about this with a friend this past week. I was talking about this with a friend this past week. The CFL rights in Canada are up in 20, the end of the 2025 season, I believe. Correct? Yeah. Going into the 2026. I believe you're right. So starting in 2024. So at the end of the season, most of the time you can start your negotiations with TSN and other companies. Other companies. Right. Um, I think that the CFL, if they're smart, and I'm really saying if they're smart, because I do believe that Randy Ambrosi has some really great ideas, just don't put them in front of a microphone. That's... What did you laugh? It's hundred percent true. The guy it's true. He's, he's very well spoken, but the problem is is he says things that gets people in trouble. He literally said he held a news conference this weekend this week. Yep. And 
literally said when they asked him about the stats, there was no mistake made. Yeah, there no mistakes. I don't care who you are. That's a lie. That's an outright lie. People who have been involved in the league for 20 plus years are saying it's an F up. Yeah. You have announcers, literal color and play, not the color guys for radio stations of certain teams saying it's an F up and getting in trouble because he said it. Yeah. You have everybody, when you have everybody admitting it's an F up, except the CFL, you have an issue because they won't accept. If he would have come out and said, hey, look, we messed up. We're really sorry. We thought this was going to work right from the start and it, we screwed it up. We're so, oops, we're going to get better by the end of, by the end of this month, beginning of July, we're going to be set to go. Guess what? I would have been like, perfect. You know what? That's, that's the response. Fans could have been like, you know what? They made a mistake. They they understand it, but they, they owned it. They owned it and said, we're getting better. How many times when you were growing up, sorry, I'm looking for something and I can't find it and it's bugging me. Um, how many times as a kid growing up, I said, Jake, you're going to make mistakes in life. The best thing you can do is own those mistakes, admit there was mistakes and move on. Because we all are going to make mistakes in life. And you know what? The the best thing you can do is, whether it be a workplace, uh, uh, to a family member, you go hat in hand and say, look, I fucked up. Sorry. My apologies. Me bad. That's That was Let's Jake's be- line for like years. Me bad. Um, what was Amanda's? Good girls do bad things. <laughs> it was a thing. Um, Let's get the- into it. Sorry, no, 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 no. You cut me off in in my conversation. Oh, talking to a friend that because the rights are going to be up at the end of the at the end of this season, or there should be able to negotiate the end of the season. Yeah, that it wouldn't surprise me for a Amazon to want to pick up some games. They already have Thursday night football for the NFL. Oh, do they? They do. They own the rights to the NFL Thursday night football. Oh, that they have the infrastructure in place. Now, if Amazon comes to you and says, hey, we want you to start six weeks earlier so uh, we can carry your games, have Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night games, but we need you to start six weeks earlier. Do you do it? So you'd be starting, you want to start in March? Start, in my opinion, you start at the end of March. Then you got May, you got 21 weeks, that's five months. You're saying end of March? End of March. So you got May, June, April. July, August, you September. Got April, May, June, July, August. You, you're playing your playoffs in September? Yep. And your Labor Day is now Grey Cup. No, Labor Day couldn't be Grey Cup. I think you can work it out to be that way. You you, you would start you, the last week of March then. Yeah, that'd be tough. It'd be... um. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. It's then you're like a spring summer league. You're literally you're not competing with the NFL. You have the best months to be playing. Um, you the best months to be playing football. You've got the early spring. You don't have negative thirty degree weather to be playing the Grey Cup in. Because let's face it, we CFL fans and older CFL fans, your generation and older. 
it's part of the game. It makes you tougher. No, it's bullshit. I shouldn't have to sit outside in a parka with heated seats and be still cold to watch football. Got a point. I can't argue it. I can't argue it. You're making sense. I hate when you do that. Would you stop that? And then, again, Labor Day, you make it a big event. You have the game on Sunday. You have a Monday for everyone to travel home. If the money's right, I'm saying hell yeah. Well, yeah, if the money's right, right? Because TSN would... But the only problem then is, yeah, you're avoiding... Well, you're still... I was going to say you're avoiding the NFL, but you're cutting it more into the NHL. Is is the NHL competition for the CFL? Oh, everybody's competition. Is on a Saturday night... You're watching Canucks. Hockey. Canucks versus Oilers, you're watching hockey. No matter what, you're a diehard CFL fan. Yeah, that's true. It, but then what do I do? Do I watch a Canuck game? Do I watch an Oilers game? Uh, so then you do Thursday, Friday, Sundays. Yeah? Doubleheader on Fridays, do a single game on Thursday, single game on Sunday. You can make it work. American fans are born and bred to know Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. We don't do Monday nights. There's not enough teams in Canada. I yeah. don't think it would work. No. But you do you do Thursday nights. You keep your Friday night doubleheader because to me that is the essence of what summer football time football should be. And then you get Sunday. I like it. Send it out. I think it's something doable. But let's jump into this past week. Let's jump um, into it. Man, we we're gonna make this like uh anyway, go ahead. Um, you might notice something here. What was that noise? The, the car's outside. It's fine. We don't oh. have stats because I don't trust any of the stats up on the CFL website. So the first game of the night on Thursday, we had the BC Lions in Winnipeg dominating 30 to six victory. That's all I can do. If you're not watching, I just got a big ass smile. Hey, Smurf Mafia, how did that feel? I bet you that one hurt just a little bit. Well, no, just because I didn't. A tad. But, but the Hughes Sports Podcast didn't know what we were talking about when we put out our, our rankings, our power rankings. It was, no, of we course out not. I mean. Point differential doesn't know? matter. They they put up uh, 48 points a game. They were and allowed fifty And allowed 52 points. Winnipeg was going to walk all over us and we were going to be taught a lesson. We being the HughesSports.ca was going to be taught a lesson. Even people who have been in the business 20 plus years who have broadcast CFL games for 20 plus years were like, they didn't say anything, but they're in their head. They were, and they, they admitted it. Oh my goodness. What have they done? Now I am biased. I am a Lions fan. No. Really? But, and I messaged you, and I literally, and we talked about it when we released the power rankings last week. I texted you and I talked to you because, to me, there's a there's a case for both teams to be number one. Yes. The point differential matters. And I know people don't understand that. Point differential matters because, yeah, the Blue Bombers have great def- or great offense. Their defense was not great. They allowed Saskatchewan to hang in there. That's what my point was, is when you're looking at a power rankings and the people are like, oh, you can't pay attention to the standings. Well, you have to pay attention to the standings to a little bit. What you have to pay attention to more is 
you can't compare the Lions to Winnipeg because they hadn't played each other. Correct. You had to compare the Lions to the teams they played compared to Winnipeg on the teams they played. And now, Who performed better against the teams they played? The Lions now, did by a long shot. And now the argument there on the, this, there was a couple civil human beings on the, on the Facebook comments, not a lot, but there were a couple. And oh, their big thought, interweb. They, their thoughts were BC beat Edmonton and BC beat Calgary. They, Edmonton, everyone knows where Edmonton is in the standings. They're at the bottom. We knew they were going to be there. Calgary, everyone thought they had a chance. As soon as I brought up that fact, they were like, well, no, but Calgary sucked this year. Yeah, they sucked because they played us. Let's put well, that in perspective. Calgary looked really bad because they played us. Look at the game this past week, Calgary versus Saskatchewan. That was a very close game. Yes. So Calgary and Saskatchewan are, are, are here. And Winnipeg made, or made the Rough Riders, the Saskatchewan, look like contenders. They were almost even until the fourth quarter. Yes. The Lions made the Stampeders look like they could be competing with the Elks. Yes. And that's what we actually said after that game was it's going to come down to who's going to be in fourth place. Now it's going to battle. I think Saskatchewan, Calgary will battle for third. For third. Yeah. Um, it was funny how quiet the Smurf Mafia was this week. They were humbled. That's nice. I mean, that's nice. I, I have been watching football for 50 plus years. And I keep saying 50 plus. I'm probably I'm 50 going on 59. I don't remember not watching my BC Lions. We grew up just down the road from the old Empire Stadium. We used to go as kids. So having said that, I don't think I've ever seen a more dominant defensive game in my entire life. In every aspect defensively. We shut down what was supposed to be the number one offense in the league. They had scored a million points in each game. Oh my God, how can you put them number two when they scored all these? We held them to zero touchdowns. Zero Not touchdowns. One. They scored two two field goals in the first half, nothing in the second half. So following the logic of most Bomber fans last week, field goals don't count because that's what they said about the BC game. If it wasn't for Sean White kicking five field goals, well, who cares? Sorry, I, I, Sean I, White kicked five field goals because BC's offense put him in position to kick five field goals. Not just not just that. Not just BC's offense. BC's defense put them in a position to yes. kick five, five field goals. They are by far the best defensive team I have seen See now, they I want to argue. They shut a team that. out. They shut wanna, a team out. I want to argue that. I want to, and I do because I think there's another BC Lions team that, in your lifetime, that was just as good, if not better. Who? And that Where? was 20, twenty. I want to say twenty ten. I could have been twenty eleven. You're talking back when, when we had Big Hill and Alleluia. Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake. So that might have been 09. I don't remember what year it was. Whatever so year Cameron, that was. We had that was a Lake. great secondary of our defense. This time, I honestly think, as a whole, our defensive coach. Ryan Phillips. Ryan, thank you. Ryan Phillips has this unit playing the best I've ever seen. But Ryan Phillips was a part of that unit. He In was a part of that 2009, unit. 
um, with Mark Washington and um, yes, um, I believe Ted, I don't know if Tad Cornegay was on that. Team Go back or not. and look. I don't think they ever shut a team out. I don't. I think it was a very different. I believe that 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 defense was the most powerful defense you have ever seen in the CFL. It, I, and you I'm know saying what? I would put this one up against them. I would put them against them. I would say the the one with Cameron Wake because it was Cameron Wake gives yeah, you that you just got a blank for Cameron Wake. Yeah, like a four like time, five pass. time, five time Pro Bowler in the NFL. Yeah, God he's your hall like pass, isn't he? He's your hall pass. Just because just because <laughs> you have Louis as your hall pass doesn't mean all of us have football players as our hall pass. Uh, but moving on, because again, we have a supposedly big show that we want yeah. to get done in an hour. Um, Friday night's game, the Montreal Alouettes at Hamilton Tiger Cats. The Alouettes win by a score of 28 to 12. And I will be honest, I don't remember watching this game. I do. Um, and I remember it because of who didn't play. Mr. Well, Bo Levi for Dambo. To be fair, we were at an we were at an event with the Rod Peterson show in Calgary for this game, so it was very hard to watch the game while interacting with people. And yeah, so it was interesting to see. And if you um, if you like reading, uh, Jake's going to be posting my article here probably tonight, I would think, um, with the review of uh, Week Three. Or did you already post it? No, uh, it might be a little bit later than that. Okay, so it might be tomorrow? Might be tomorrow. Okay, whenever it gets posted, I talked about this game. It's a weird game. If you look at this, literally don't pay attention to the score and just strictly look at the stats of the game. If they're accurate, if they're accurate. If they're accurate, I have to go by what's there. You would swear Hamilton would have won this game. They had more yards, their completion, like everything. They won the the turnover game. Huh? They won the turnover game. They won the turnover game. They did everything except put the ball in the end zone, I guess. Um, so, again, it, we kind of watched, half watched it, but um, Montreal's now undefeated. Um, three undefeated teams in the league now going into week four. So, There's only um, one team that is 3-0. The other two are 2-0. I like Schiltz, the QB for Hamilton, who's replacing Bo. Um, he kind of reminds me of what Mayer did when he came in uh, for an injured bow and kind of showed everybody some some glimpses of awesomeness. But you got to put the ball in the end zone, and he didn't do that. Um, yeah. he, or get it in position to kick a field goal, wink, wink. Um, and he didn't do that. But he did get a ton of yards. So I think give give this guy another week, maybe two. And I think you'll see Hamilton put some wins together. Or is the team surrounding Bo Levi and Schultz just not good enough? And that could be. And that is a valid question. Yes, and it is. That's a valid, valid question. Time's going to tell. Now, you got to remember, they were going up against the Montreal Alouettes with Cody Vajardo, who I think personally is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Last year was an anomaly. Last year was not Cody's fault. It was a team fault. The Riders sucked last year. Their, of, their offensive line was non-existent. Cody can't throw the ball when he's sitting on his butt. Um, so I think Elouettes are going to be fighting uh, one-two with Toronto for in the East, um, and I think Hamilton uh, is going to be fighting for that third spot. 
I mean, I, pre- I predicted. They, I say I predicted that the that Hamilton would have a better year this year. The way Bo Levi looked, I just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to put a lot of blame on Bo Levi. I can't believe he has fallen off that hard over the last two years. I can't. It's it's impossible for me to believe that a guy with that much talent has fallen off that hard, whether it be physically or mentally. I I think it's a little and, bit of both. And I think, and you really touched on it last week, talking about you believe it's a mental thing from um, from Bo Levi. Yeah, uh, you get hit I, as many times as a quarterback gets hit. You start hearing footsteps. You, but it now, becomes a mental game. That, that, that'll be a conversation I would love to have if we can get a quarterback on at one point. Let's do it. Let's let's work um, on that. Yeah. Find a quarterback that we can bring on the show and ask them those questions. It would because, have to be an alumni because I don't think a starting quarterback would admit. I would never ask a starting quarterback that question. Yeah. But alumni, we'll, we'll get somebody who's retired. Let me uh, yeah. put that out there in the universe and see what yeah. we can get. I have an idea. Exactly. So then after this game, Saturday night, a game that I actually had a lot of fun watching because I only watched the second half, Well, um, was the Saskatchewan Rough Riders going into Calgary and pulling out a three-point win in a very stupid game. And Jake's still mad it was three points and not three and a half. For people yeah. who bet so, on sports can understand why. Yeah, I I took the live match game as soon as as soon as Saskatchewan um, scored the touchdown early in the third quarter to put themselves on the board, and I saw that line of three and a half, and I said this is going to be a four or five point game. I'm taking the I'm taking the points. Well, it, it's you said you only watched the second half. Well, so did most. So did everybody. Because so I was going to say, so did the players. The, the players half, didn't show up till the second half. First half was uh, dismal, to say the least. Dismal. I took, um, I took score a nap was six during, to three at halftime. I took a nap during that time, and judging by what people were saying on Twitter, I won the, that that uh, that trade off there. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, it was dismal, um, but they came out in the second half and put on a put on a performance. I'll say that. Was there some questionable? Decisions? <laughs> questionable? Questionable decisions. As long as they're not incisions, we're fine. Questionable. There was so anybody point- that follows either Jake and I know we're huge fans of the Rod Peterson show. If you love podcasts, go back and listen to the Rod Peterson show for today and hear how, what he said the decisions were. The, it was I've, the funniest thing I've heard Rod say on on the air. I've I was working away, had had him in my ear, just kind of blah blah blah, and he said it. And I look at my phone, being like, "What did he just say?" But I I literally jumped out of my seat and went, "Are we are we still on the air?" <laughs> um, how do you, okay? So for those who didn't watch the game, for those those who who missed it completely, the Rough Riders had the ball with. 30 seconds left? No, 20 seconds left? Eight, a minute 18 left. Are you talking at the end of the, the game? F- the field goal, the, the, the field goal yeah, that should have came. They had it because the Stampeders took over with a minute 18 left. So you're they were up by three. Up by three. With a minute, minute 18, 18 left. left. It was third and six, I believe, from the six yard line. Nine. Third and, third and six third. from the nine yard line. 30, so you had a chance to get a first down or score a touchdown. Yes. You, you didn't need to score a touchdown to get a first down. However, you're up by three with a minute 18 left. A minute 18. 
and Craig Dickinson, the older brother, these what I would hope to be Is he the older brother? Yep. Craig Dickinson is older than Dave. Look at Dave look looks at the hairline. Dave look looks the, way older. Look at the hairline. Uh, Dave Dave is a couple years younger. It's still Is he really? Well, go ahead. Finish that story. Um Craig Dickinson decides instead of kicking for three points, which I normally am vehemently against. Normally I'm the go for it guy because you're going to, if you go for it, you're going to keep them deep in their end zone or in their zone near their end zone. Yeah. You and kick those points and you make them scope. You make Calgary go down the field and have to score a touchdown. Sure. Now you, they score a touchdown. They win the game more than likely, but, but they score you a touchdown, have to they win the game anyway. Precisely. And sure enough, they go for it. They, they lose that they turn over on downs. Calgary then marches down the field. Rene Paradez matches his 53, his longest kick of his life at 53 yards. Rene Paradez, let's all jumble over him. 53 Hold yards. Hold it. You know how much of a fan of kickers I am. Yep. That little man, he's a little guy. That ball could have gone through, if he would have kicked it 70 yards, that ball would have, it sailed outside the end zone. It might have had the distance, but does he have the accuracy at that? Oh, at that it point? was dead center. Because he, no, have you, you yards dead center. That was an amazing but, kick by the but kid. You've, correct. A hundred percent. But you've seen kickers who like Louie, like Paradis, who will hit a 53 yarder perfectly down the line, move that back five yards to 58. And they're hooking it left or right because they have to put more power behind it. DJ streams says the greatest kicker to play the game. No, 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 ah! no. That's that's what, Cal, what are you talking about? That's kicker. what Cal, what are you talking about? Calgary, that's what Calgary says. He's the greatest kicker alive. He's the, he's, he's the, he's the, he's he, like, he's got 500, uh, 500 field goals. That's like 1500 points. Now 502, I think it is. Oh, because the game continued and they just kept kicking field goals. Yes. Until, until. Until 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 the overtime, but continue. Sorry, go ahead with your greatest kicker of all time. Look over my right shoulder. This guy is the greatest kicker of all time. Sorry, does I'm, I'm not wearing I'm not eight hundred and seventy-five field goals. Sorry, I'm just talking about one second. Scored in pro football at three thousand nine hundred and eighty-one. Yes, I read all those those stats off the top of my head. Sorry, does it does that say Hall Pass on the top of that jersey or fight me? Beep. Beep. So no, is is Paradise a great kicker? There's no doubt about it, but he's not the greatest of all time. Is he the he's... best in the league that's playing right now? I don't think so. No, Sean White. I'm sorry, Sean White's better. Legio, when he was in his prime, better. He. Was he the best three years ago? Maybe. I mean, maybe he's at the twilight of his career. He's was not a, going to. There kick was no another, season three years ago, but you know what I meant. He's not going to cook kick another three hundred and seventy field goals to try to come close to the man. He could though, like to be the I'm, man, you have to beat the man. You, he's not going to beat the man. He got the record for the most consecutive field goals because of a and stupid. In a technicality, which is by definition the rules. I have to put on my roll hat here. It is by definition the rules. You can you can pout about it all you want. So anyway, um, 
they, they go, the game then they, they yeah. decide to he kicks a 50 where were we he kicks a 53 yard field goal to tie the game to tie the game and it goes into overtime and if you've never watched overtime in the cfl let me tell you it can be a lot of fun it can also be full of stupidity and let me tell you this is where i wanted to lose my shit at both dickinson brothers if i would if i had if i had one of their phone numbers they were getting multiple text messages from me because it was already a long enough game without overtime that game was three hours and 15 minutes three hours and 20 minutes before overtime and the first quarter the first half was a boring first half which makes the time feel so much slower i want like, i would love to drink six the, beer i would love to see the quarter by quarter number breakdown which we will never get from tsn for oh, this no. that game because you no. will see an audience that disappears disappears and then comes back for uh the fourth quarter in overtime oh 100 percent. but they go into overtime um i believe calgary takes the ball first yeah they do yes. calgary takes the ball first they go down they get stopped they kick a field goal saskatchewan goes down kicks themselves the field goal now, oh, Saskatchewan. Hold, hold on. You oh, forgot. Wait, I forgot. I forgot something here. Saskatchewan. Nope. Calgary first. Was it Calgary, was it Calgary first or Saskatchewan first? Calgary, Calgary. roughing so, the pass. Oh, God. So, okay. So, there's a play. Jake Myers drops back, throws the ball, and a guy touches him. I think I touched myself harder here than, than he actually got hits. He doesn't and even fall down. He doesn't fall down. He doesn't even recoil from anything. And he's tapping his helmet, pointing at the bench, looking at the referee like he missed something. And I'm like, okay, maybe I missed something because it happens where a player will go by and grab a face mask or give a good shove to the head. And then they show the replay. And I swear to you, I yelled so loud at the TV here that my roommate playing video games, (laughs) the guys he was playing video games with heard it. Because if you're calling that a roughing the passer penalty, let's just take off the pads and play patty cake. So, so that took that so, took way too long to determine if that was a penalty or not. Well, and let's stop there. That's where the issue was for me was when they took as long as they did. And of course, when you're at the game. <laughs> Sorry, for those who did who aren't watching, a DJ. Uh, just chatted it in quotes. I think I touched myself harder, Jake. Twenty twenty three. You're welcome. You're welcome for the quote uh, of the DJ, year. DJ, I love you. That's awesome. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> so when you're at the stadium, they're not showing the replay on the screen. Yes, they're not allowed to show the replay until so after the. You're waiting five, six, seven minutes. It's. It, I think it might have been that long. I don't know how long. I didn't have a clock on. I don't it. think it was. I don't think it was that long. I mean, there's no commercial breaks in overtime. It seems so like forever to me. It was. I literally was like, oh my god, they're going to call this a penalty, and they're determining. So did where. I. And we had a two young fellows sit next to me, not the regular guys that sit in our season seats, but two young guys, Calgary fans. They were convinced they were going to call it, and we were all like, I didn't see it, and they're like, I didn't see it. Of course, they come back. They say. Ruling on the field stands, no roughing the passer. We look up at the big screen and we all laugh. We like, literally yeah. laugh because Jake touches himself harder than that. I do. <laughs> so and then so then, then, they kick, not, then they kick a field goal. They kick a field goal. Saskatchewan now has the ball. Uh they go they drive down the field. They 
kick a field goal. Drive down the drive. No, 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 no. They drive down the field. Yeah, they're um, at the thirty-five. You start at the thirty-five. Line. You could just kick a field goal from there. Yes, but moving and basically on. that's what they did. Yeah, I don't think they. I honestly don't think they got a first down. I don't think. I so don't either. remember though. But then Cal, then Saskatchewan go goes to, again. We go mini game number two. Yeah, so Saskatchewan starts with the ball. They go down um, on a second and long. They throw a pass close to the end zone. And they're lining up to go for a field goal. And then there's a challenge flag on the field. Now, I got to tell you, nothing pissed me off more than that call because, A, nobody announced sweet a bugger all in the stadium. We didn't know they were. it was being challenged. We didn't just- know anything for the first two or three minutes of that. So, yeah, so even on TSN, they come out of uh, like a replay and they were getting ready to show the kickoff and they're like, oh, there's a there's a challenge on the play. And you know TSN, I'm not a huge fan of their announcing all the time. They're, they've gotten better the last couple of years. Yes, they've got a couple they, better people. I believe it was um, Dunnigan. And he even said, he's like, I don't know why this is, why either of these were... Or a challenge, and he's like, and I wish the I wish the referees would get when they announce it said, "Nice try, let's go." <laughs> like, because that's what it is. It's like oh, I'm might as well throw Need, it. Needless to say, and we were talking about it again with amongst the group of people who have season tickets, and we're all like, "Well, the issue is in overtime, you have no timeouts, so, so there's, no, there's no penalty." For, so this is for failing. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Challenge. Failing a challenge. So why not try it? And you can't blame the coaches because they're playing within the rules. They've can, got I can to blame change the, the rule. I can blame the coaches because it's a waste of time. You're wasting everyone's time. Well, but to if if because you remember now when you're challenging, do they not look at the whole play? No, that is a, the largest misconception. Is it? They, so they look at the play. So if they're challenging for pass interference, they're looking at receiver pairing one, receiver two, receiver three, receiver four, receiver five. That's right. it. If there's a hold, if there's a holding, that, uh, will, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. that won't get called, but anything on the receivers. So why not try so, it? So in the Saskatchewan case, yes, I understand that to a degree more. In Calgary's case, there's not the only thing they're looking at is they've got a camera on Mayor and he's standing there and he gets tapped on the uh, on the shoulder saying, "Hey, good good series," basically, and he's freaking out like he got shot by a bullet, like <laughs> absolutely insane. So then, so, the, the, then we're, let's just finish the game before we go into our the next conversation about this. So then Rough Riders fail that challenge. They kick a field goal. Stampeders come down. They get a first down. They're second and six, I believe. Yep. Um, and they, in my head, literally, you you take the tie here. You you try to run the ball. And if you don't make it, you take the tie. Because after, in the regular season, there's only two mini games. Yeah, so it would end in a tie. So at least you're getting so, a point. So you play you now. I understand the throw, and we talked about this. I understand the throw, a throw play. Do you send everyone into the end zone like they did? No. no. 
And you, you don't send, roll you don't roll your quarterback out to the short side of the field. No, if you're going to roll your quarterback out or you he, he's flushed out, he needs to know to run to the far side of the field. He literally it might have been the far side. It was no, a, it wasn't. It, it was the short side. It was the short side. It was literally snap the ball, roll out. It wasn't he yeah. was flushed. He didn't that get was flushed. Play call. He he rolled out and forced it into traffic. Yes. And, and just before this play happened, I said to people around us, okay, guys, don't do anything stupid. Now, you got to remember, I'm not a Stamps fan, but I do have Stamps season tickets. So when it doesn't affect my Lions, I cheer for the Stamps. In this game, I put money on Riders, and on my pick on my pick, the Riders, which, uh, by the way, Jake, they fixed. It is. I, you, told me that, you told me that on Sunday. Okay. Um, long story, guys. Um... So I'm like, okay, don't do anything stupid like throw an interception. Throws it right into traffic, right into the he hands of the a waiting coverage. Right into the hands. Literally, I swear, if you threw that ball any better to the receiver who caught it, you'd be targeting him. Like it was into his hands. He didn't look anywhere else, Jake. It was no. I'm throwing it. People, neon lights. That's the guy getting the ball. Run to him. Who did who? Who did he study under? Look at Bo Levi in big games and big moments. What does he do? He finds his target and he stares at it. And he stares at it he and he throws down. it in and he throws it into the defensive arms. Yes. He did it during, he did it at a, in a great cup. He did, he did, he did. Um needs to say, Edmonton uh intercepts and game over. Saskatchewan intercepts. What did I say? Edmonton. Oh, uh, game over. Calgary's now one and two. Riders are two and one. Riders are two and one. And what other team is two and one? Winnipeg. So are the Riders better than Winnipeg? I'm sorry, is Calgary better than Winnipeg? No. They have the same. They must be the same because the standard. Calgary. No, Calgary is one and two. No, I meant the Riders and Winnipeg. No. Sorry. No, now you can say that substantially no because. Winnipeg beat the Riders. But that they're tied in the standings. They're tied in... Well, no, they're not because uh, differential is the next thing that goes. <laughs> I know that's shocking to a lot of people. Um, my big takeaway from this game, and it has nothing to do with the actual game itself. The CFL needs to look into this, and there's going to be an article going up tomorrow morning. The CFL needs to implement a... A penalty very similar to what the NHL had to do due to ridiculous looking offsides yeah. challenges is penalize a team. Don't take I don't care about touching their timeouts. Penalize a team. And I'm calling it a delay of game penalty because if how it will work. Delay of game penalty in the last two minutes of play or in overtime is a loss of downs. I like it. Now, something I realized, you can't challenge in the last two minutes of, that, of either half. All challenges from that point oh, yeah. are done from upstairs. So the only time that's super detrimental is when there's no clock. In and in overtime, you lose it down. And that's detrimental. That's like that's, game over. That's, that's a difference between both of them throwing their flags and neither of them throwing their flags. Yes. Uh, oh, 100%. That game's over 15, 20 minutes earlier. And you know what? It's going to make the games that much quicker because you're not going to yeah. challenge the, oh, we might as well challenge this one. 
And I, I mean, I'm going to pick on the refs just a little bit, the officials. It was a tough game for them. Um, there was a, and I really enjoyed it, and I'll, you'll explain why. Um, I think there was three. It could be two, but I'm going to say three times where they had to huddle, spend over a minute, maybe two, three minutes, and then after review from the command center, there is no blank whether that be pass interference, whether that be just there is no flag. Twice it was just no flag. They didn't say what they were reviewing. After review from the command center, that's got to be done quicker. That's got to be quick if you're going to make a... It it has to be obvious if you're going to make that change and the referee can't have a say in it. Command center has to just go boom, done, pick up that flag. They can't. I know they can't. I'm talking about my perfect little world with a pink sky and rainbows and unicorns and dragons. You you would need to have multiple referees in the booth in Toronto. Well, they do. No, they don't. They do not have multiple referees. They have multiple camera people and multiple technology people. They've got one official in there. No, they do. They only have one official in the booth. That's it. Used to be Jake Ireland. Jake used to hate him. I did. I think he was literally one of the worst refs to ever ref in the CFL. I have to. I have to uh, see if there's any Rod stories about Jake Ireland. I bet you there is. I would love to hear them because from the one story I have of Jake Ireland, the bottle of whiskey um, stories that we as fans used to make up, pretty true. <laughs> Pretty true. Hilarious. Um, the last game of the week. Argonauts 43 Edmonton on I can honestly say I watched zero seconds and zero zero minutes and zero seconds of this game. We did there was watch bigger it. things going on. We had uh we had made plans to watch some wrestling. There was a AEW hidden door. Oh, sorry, forbidden door. Forbidden door. And um, which I might add it was one of the had one of the greatest matches I've ever watched in my life in it. If you're a wrestling fan, message me. We can talk about it. Um but I did watch the highlights. Okay, so we do have some insight. Okay, I'll bring the score back. I did watch the highlights. Thirteen hundred and fifty two. What is that number? Thirteen hundred and fifty two. Um I don't know. 1,352 days since Edmonton has won at home. That's brutal. 19 straight they've lost at home. There's only one team in pro sports that has done worse, and it's a baseball team that I can't think of the name right now. Um, it's pathetic. They are uh, The score does look like it's better. Um, that was all in the Edmonton- last bit of the fourth quarter. Well, no, Edmonton kept it close. Edmonton was only down by one at half, um, okay. but but allowed uh, Toronto to score 18 points in the third. Let me rephrase that. Uh, let uh, Toronto score 18, point, 18 unanswered points in the third to blow it open. So Edmonton again, 19 in a row. Uh, I don't know the answer. You heard all kinds of people today yelling and screaming for Jones's head. Um the Twitter machine was flying. Facebook groups were flying. Something needs to happen. I'm sorry. I like. I understand Chris Jones is a winning coach, and he's won everywhere he's gone. He's but not he's never, winning there. Yeah, and he's never been a GM before. So do we take the GM away from Jones and, and make I, just I head saw coach? You, 
And I saw your comment on Rod Peterson's status. I believe it was Rod Peterson's status. Yeah, it was Rod yeah. Peterson's commentary. If you guys like sports, read Rod Peterson's commentary. He puts it out every single day on rodpeterson.com. Well worth the read. We should start and, sharing that commentary on to hughesports.ca, by the way. Um, uh, we can't, but okay. Continue on. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So take away the... Um, GM from Jones, and yep. you got Juroy there. You got Juroy Simon, my man, the man who was, who was born and bred under Wally Buono. And he's, he, he's literally got Wally on his speed dial because uh, Wally is still the special consul general, special advisor, special, king special of, consults, king of sports for Edmonton. I don't get what how that happened. They give him a lot of money because he's still a BC Lions fan, so he might actually be giving him wrong information. He <laughs> look good. I'm not sure. I love Wally. Wally, you're the best because he watches our show. Um, of and you're on first name basis with the Godfather. Yeah. So. Do you do you do that? I don't think you fire Jones at this point. Outright fire him. Because it's a disaster. Every aspect of their game is... You have to do something. Like, you... This this would be, like, if you or me went into work and yes. we did absolutely nothing. Yes. And all these problems happened and you, and you go back to management and you're like, management, you know what? You can't fire me yet because I'm going to figure it out. I was flipping through Twitterverse before we came on the air and I saw Michael Ball. Michael Ball is the Homer voice, the Homer voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He's not the riders, he's not the voice of the riders because that still belongs to somebody else. This guy tweets out, I don't know if you saw it, saw it yet, Jake. Edmonton is is working is is in the midst of working a deal with BC to take Dave, uh, to take Evans. So, so just to be clear, that started from a tweet earlier in the day that said, "If I was Chris Jones, I would be on the phone with uh, BC because they have Dane Evans." But that's that's a if I was that's not. This is a guy who claims to be an insider in freaking CFL and says, no, 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 Edmonton's going to get Dane Evans. Who in the hell does Edmonton have that BC would give up Evans? No one. Simon? That's funny because that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, you right? Like, really, like. It's not happening. The guy's a bonehead. He puts out stupid freaking tweets just to may try to make himself feel important. Dude, you're the worst announcer in the league. I've listened to you. You're horrible. This is a guy that screams at the top of his lungs when the snap hits the quarterback. I mean, there's not a lot to there's not a lot to cheer about in <laughs> very flat land they got. Rectangle life. I just I heard you know. that. If you yell something, it'll bounce back eventually, and he likes the sound of his own voice. Exactly. Anyway, um, way off topic. Way off topic, and we've talked about it a couple times throughout, you know, the fifty-five <laughs> minutes we've gone talking about the CFL <laughs> when it was supposed to be a CFL light show. Um, Hughesports.ca. 
Uh, we are having some issues with usports.ca, and I want to preface this by saying they yes. are being fixed. If it is you a get, secure website. If you if get the you, error that says you're, it's not secure, shoot us a message. I will make sure you're at the right website. It is because we have swapped everything over and we have a brand new and improved, beautiful website that has having technical errors up the yin-yang that I've been dealing with since last Thursday. Jake convinced me to do this. It's all Jake's fault. Blame Jake.ca. Blame Jake.ca. No, don't blame Jake.ca. That used to be a website. Yes. Um, It will get fixed. It will get fixed. I've been told within... Within 24 to 48 hours of earlier this morning, it would be fixed. So, and if not, we get our money back. If at the latest, it'll be Wednesday, it'll be fixed. Okay. So, on hesports.ca, we are posting the most articles we have ever posted. Yes. Because the CFL is full swing, and this is where the old man apparently has decided to start writing articles. Um, <laughs> I love the CFL. CFL but, loves me. We also have, both of us love the CFL and have different insights Yes, on it. You so mean we, we post a lot agree? of stuff. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Um, are we extending this show just until yeah, we get guys, through the NHL draft if, stuff? Because If you're listening, it's going to go uh, at least 15, 20 minutes longer. At least, because we're doing this. If we're extending it, we're going to do the CFL power rankings. Power rankings, week three reveal. And you know what the fun part is, is you don't know any of the rankings this week. No, I don't. But let's let's talk about extending. Why don't we um instead of extending this episode, why don't when's the draft? The draft is Wednesday night. Why don't we do a show Thursday for the draft? Should be doable. I say that. I guess I should look to make sure I'm not There is a football game on Thursday. But it's not here. Oh no, there's not. There's only three games this week. Never mind. Yeah, because the game this week is we're in we're in um what day what where are we? We're in June. Let's do it. Let's do a let's do a um, special podcast on Thursday night, seven p.m. Mountain, six p.m. Pacific. What do you think, there, big guy? Did I we like make an idea. executive decision? If not, this this is going to go two hours. That is true, and, and because there is a lot to cover, and then on the Thursday show we can discuss what happened at the draft and yes. look forward to free agency and all exactly. the different trades that would have happened. Okay. Yeah. Also, before I go, breaking news—literally breaking, breaking news. news. Breaking news. Um, Hughes finished Quinn Hughes because it is NHL Awards Night tonight. Quinn Hughes finished ninth in Norris voting, which I think is a, a disgrace. Ninth. That's just... Um, he got a single first-place vote and two second-place votes. The fact that Quinn Hughes is being overlooked, and th- this is going to do... This might be a clippable moment. This might piss off some people. The fact that Quinn Hughes is being overlooked at this point in his career is asinine because he is playing on a team that is... And I say this as a huge Canucks fan, absolute dog shit on the defensive front. And Again. when he makes it, and when, when he, when the team figures it out, it'll be the media will be behind Hughes like he was always their pick to be better than McCarr. I have watched Canucks since I was six years old, nineteen seventy. You're old. Every single time we have one of those players who 
should be in the top of the league and should be winning awards. They don't because we're a West coast team that all the votes are made by East coast media who don't watch the Canucks unless they're in Canuckville or over in Eastville. Don't you wave your finger at me. It's not done by media. It's done by GMs. Well, they're all dumb. Because they're not staying up until midnight their time to watch a Canucks game. Thank you. What they should be doing is changing the way the voting is done. And I don't know how you fix it. I don't. Do you do it by plus? They did. so many different stats now that I'm sure they have to have some stat person well, and figure this, this is a whole thing, thing that we can get into it fucking pisses me off i'm tired of it it's well i mean except for the time the sedines won all the trophies we can't forget that i know well, you like and literally you could see the pain on the faces of people who had to award those trophies to the Sedines. no no, because... no the pain was the, the people who awarded the trophies were fine it was gary bettman and the media of the that's NHL who i was looking like at this. yes um, i agree Anyways, but that's a, that's a whole thing we can go let, on for hours let's do on. Thursday, Thursday, a full hour of nothing but NHL talk. NHL, draft talk, trade talk, free agency. Oh. Because I have this, I have a gut feeling, and I it's not going away for the last week or so, that Patrick Alvin is going to make a big move. Uh, you know what? It was really weird. I And you know, my other hat that I wear, I do mediumship and I connect with spirit guides. Won't go too deep into that. But I woke up this morning and I was convinced. I literally grabbed my phone before I got out of bed because I was convinced the the Canucks made the biggest trade ever in their career. And I was that like, "That would be no, that's a that's a bold statement because the the biggest trade so far in Canucks history would be trading to to get uh, pick number two and pick number three, uh, Daniel Hendrick Sedin. Exactly. I, I don't think I don't think you can make a trade that big." Unless well, but, Chicago is willing to give up Bedard, you're not or... you're not getting Bedard. No, you, but you're not getting. Can you get Bedard the second and... pick? Can no. you get the no. second pick? Because no. who's who's in who's in second? Just Anaheim. the guy, the highest scoring guy next to Bedard. Yeah, there was a 40, 50 point spread between yeah, the two. Adam Fantilli, you're not getting Adam Fantilli. What do you have to give up? Do you give do you, do you have to give up a Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, and uh, and Demko? All three of them. That will get you. That will get you. Miller? No. You throw Miller no. in there? Oh, now no. you want to keep Miller. Jesus Christ, you drive me fucking crazy, kid. No, I'm not saying I want to keep Miller. I'm saying Miller Miller, and the 11th overall does not get you the second overall pick. Okay, let's leave this for Thursday because you're going to raise my blood pressure and I'm old. No, I want to say something right now and, I, and I'm oh, going to say it. No, I want to say it for the record and this, it's what I want to get into and I did a lot of research on. The Canucks are going to make a big trade. That's the gut feeling I have. If they're making a big trade, they are going to be picking fifth overall. And you know what? That would be good. And they're going to take the Russian prospect, the guy who no one really is sure about, except for the guys who have had meetings with them and the Canucks have had meetings with them in Mitchkov. If Mitchkov is available, whichever pick they pick, and I have a feeling, number what five. what position does he pick, play? I believe he is a forward. Yeah. You have to check which that. I think is a, a interesting pick, but there I are ways that he can buy himself out of a contract in the KHL. If he buys himself out of a contract in the KHL with su- say a really nice signing bonus, is is there going to be a KHL? Yeah. 
we're not going to get into politics on this, but the, the coup has failed. Has it? But let's jump into this because we're, we're, we're going way over time. Okay. CFL Power Rankings by Jake Hughes of HughesSports.ca. Start at the bottom. Starting at the bottom. We're going to zoom in here so you guys can see this if you're watching. In number ninth, do you have any guesses as to who the ninth place team is? Ooh, 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 ooh. The, the, man, the man screaming at the TV. Edmonton. Edmonton Elks have not moved from their bottom position at ninth overall. And I honestly, I think I put one line in here and I just said it's going to be a long season, Elk fans. <laughs> yep. Number eight. Number eight. Do you have a guess as to who number eight is? Ottawa? The Hamilton oh? Tiger Cats. I, I, you could go either way in the next two. Seven, eight could flip. To me, and the re- main reason is is the the point differential is big enough that I think yeah. that, and the fact that they're still without a true starting goalie, even though Schultz showed promise, that you can't have that. You, what are you beeping? Oh, sorry, I was turning my fan up. Can you hear the fan? Oh, I cannot hear the fan. I heard the beeping. Okay. So, after the Hamilton Tiger Cats at number seven, we have. The Ottawa Red Blacks moving so up. They just, they just switched them, basically. Those two just swapped. Yeah. From the Ottawa Red Blacks at number six. Do you have a guess who number six is? I'm going to say Calgary. Calgary Stampeders is correct. Oh, they moved down good. a spot. They moved down a spot from last year, last week's rankings because they got beat by the team that was above them. And I cannot place the Calgary Stampeders above, above the Saskatchewan. team Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay, now let's take a deep breath, everybody. Everybody calm down. We're going to go to the top four. I don't want the internet to break, okay? You guys need to realize this is power rankings according to JQs, and And I agree with them. Based on facts that I – the actual stats that I use, and I use them in order of head-to-head record, point differential. Because that is how your both offense and defense are performing. I don't care if you can score 120 points, but if you allow 111, your defense sucks. So in number four... In saying that, we have at number four, and this is going to break the internet again this week. I knew you were going to break the internet. We have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers moving down two positions. For two reasons. Do we have to hire security for you? The Smurf Mafia is pretty tough, you know. You know what? I don't think this the Smurf Mafia might come at me again. And oh, this you time guarantee? You think they're going to come after you? You think? And I'm just going to lay it out again in very simple terms. Look at the point differential. And the three teams ahead of you are undefeated. How are you? How is any... And I've seen the three down nation ones. How are you putting any team that has a loss on their record ahead of a team that has... I'm- Totally agree. No losses. In the third position, we have the Toronto. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, don't go too fast. Talk about it first. I talked. I explained everything I needed to with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They lost in horrific fashion. And if you ask Blue Bomber fans, it's because they didn't show up. If you ask CFL fans, it's because BC played defense very, very well, better than any team has played defense probably in the last 10 years, maybe in the last 23 years in my, of my memory. 
Sorry, I'm. Toronto. I, 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 I'm. I don't know. Are if you tweeting you out? Read. No, no one can read that. No one can read that. You can put that as close as you want. No one can read that. Yeah, you can read that now. No, Jake I cannot. Breaking a... the internet again. Smurf Mafia is ranked fourth in the power rankings. Number three, Toronto Argonauts. They played very well this past week. Chad Kelly has proven again and again that maybe the TSN hype and the the the, the Toronto Sports Network really building him up. Maybe they know something we didn't. Chad Kelly is amazing. I, I he's the, I think they're going to put on a better performance in Week Four against BC than the Bombers did. I now I wonder, and it's not something that anyone I don't think too many people talked about is how good is it is it Chad Kelly or how good is the team around Chad Kelly because the Argonauts won the the, the Grey Cup last year. Let's not forget mm-hmm. that with Chad Kelly. Remember that. Yeah, like Bethel Thompson came out. And Did he come out? I don't yeah, remember. I honestly don't yeah. remember the Grey Cup last year. It's a it's a Beth, blur in my Bethel mind. Thompson came out and they put Chad Kelly in, and he's literally the reason they they won the cup. Yeah. So I think this Toronto team is really good, and they're going to stay really good, and that's why I don't. They didn't move positions. And now, of course, the only Number team, one two. the only team that is three and zero in the league has a double-digit point differential. Your favorite and mine. The BC Lions are number woo, woo, one. Woo, 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 woo. The only thing Montreal, I would disagree, I would have put Toronto second and Montreal third. Point differential is a huge factor, and I'm going to keep is. hammering that home. Yeah, point differential is. is huge. Montreal Alouettes have played some medium teams, but they've made those medium teams pay. They did. They did. They did. Good. I, I I like your power rankings. I'm not going to fight them. I'm not going to disagree to the point of getting uh, all worked up. Um, so, now, yep. There will be an article posted, including reasonings with the image, on Wednesday. This I will be posting this image later tonight in the Facebook group. So if you see it and you're a fan, please comment on it. Please tell me you're, you're, how angry you are if you're a Blue Bomber fan. Please tell me you love me if you're a Lions fan. And if you remember Week 2's power rankings, just just put like a little LOL in there because, again, I know football. I'm Again, I'm a huge Lions fan. But if the Lions suck, I'm going to be the first one banging that beat that the Lions suck. And this Lions team is one of the best teams defensively that we have seen in many years. Offensively, yeah. they have a long way to improve. Now they've also had issues with McC- uh, not McLeod Bethel Thompson with Dominic Rhymes and Lucky Whitehead being healthy, and they should both be healthy and at practice on Wednesday. Oops. So, the in my hope, my dreams here, the Lions' offense is only going to improve with more time with VA three at, at the head and the whole team together that you can't not have the lines up at the top. Edmonton Alex bottom. Those two, I, the, the Alex, I don't think anyone can argue with. I don't think anyone this week can argue with the Lions. I guarantee you people are going to argue my fourth and my second and my third. Oh, guaranteed. And I can tell you this, and I'll say it over and over and over again. How can you put a team that has not lost below a team that has lost? Okay. I don't care if they lost to the number one ranked. There's... 
three teams that are undefeated. They have to be one, two, three. You choose which way you want to put them, people. We believe BC Lions should be number one for obvious reasons, not just the, for the fact that we're huge BC Lions fans, but they are the top of the league. They have set the bar this season. Uh, Montreal, Toronto, you can discuss whether it should be two, three, three, two. It doesn't matter. And I had some very good conversations about that with Ryder fans and Stamps yes. fans because they're like, hey, I would have put them above. And my reply always is, this is the reason why I put them here. If you are respectful to me. I've had to tell people, if you're that upset about HughSports.ca's power rankings, I have a suggestion. Do your own. I have an even better suggestion. It's it's a bold suggestion. What's that? You You take the social media apps. You delete them from your phone. You go touch grass outside, inhale some fresh air, exhale some bad juju, and you'll be amazed at how much better your life is. I actually had to ask people if they needed hugs last week. <laughs> it, like, it, it blows my mind how, like, I get getting worked up. I do. You guys have seen me on this podcast. I get worked up over silly shits. But if you guys honestly think that I walk around my life that riled up, you're insane. You mean you don't? I I don't show it all the time. <laughs> I had to I had to actually say that on air with Rod the other day the other day with my whole Smurf Mafia comments. And people were like they were they were getting angry at me and I was like people if you can't understand that this is a joke, this is fun. I do this as a kibitz, I do this as a stick, I do this as a routine. Like Jake said, you need to take, you need to take, you need to take all your social media apps, put them into a ball. You need to turn that some bitch sideways. And what's the saying? And shove it up your candy ass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's quickly go through week four because we're way over time. We're way over time. Time doesn't even exist anymore. So week four. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, This is why um, I respect the hell out of um, people like Rod and, and radio shows who have a set they time, keep the time. That they have to stick to because they'll be like, we'll, they'll be in the middle of a thought and they'll be like, and you know what? We'll hold that. We'll come back to it after break. Can you imagine if we have to have commercials? We've got a minute. We've got a minute. We've got an hour and 15 and I don't think there's been a spot for us to actually take a natural commercial break. So let's look forward to week four in the CFL, Jake. Let's do our picks. I have our picks up. Week fr- uh, Friday. Friday, we have Edmonton at Ottawa, June 30th at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, The old man, I just want to update everyone. You have a record going in to this week at 11 and 4. Or 11 and 1, sorry. I have a record of 8 and 4 because I have fallen behind. And sometimes when you're falling behind, you need to swing for them fences. So, I thought you said you had the... I have them up for my screen. Did we want to put them on the... Oh, I thought you were going to put them up. That's okay. Don't put them up. Oh, no. Okay. I can put them up. It'll take me 30 seconds. So Edmonton at Ottawa. Edmonton at Ottawa. You, in your article that I was uh, proofreading today, took a underdog here that I couldn't not take the favorite for. 
because Edmonton is going into Ottawa, and you have said that you're taking Edmonton by a field goal. If by I remember a field goal. correctly, three and a half points. I cannot, in, under any circumstances, take the Elks. And I'm what's, what's, what's Ottawa's record? Uh, almost identical to Edmonton. However, I be- this game's a toss-up. Let's face it. I don't think so. Adams has looked better than Cornelius has in the game and a, and a quarter we've seen him. Okay, so um, you're taking Ottawa? I'm taking Ottawa. Woo-wee! I can't remember game number I, two. I can't remember who I took. Huh. Saturday, July 1st, Canada Day for those in Canada. Oh, Canada. Winnipeg at Montreal, 4 p.m. Pacific time. The old man has stuck to his Western roots That's in right. this game and has taken Winnipeg to defeat Montreal. I think I put my seven and I deleted that. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. Sorry, as I start coughing here, I, anyway, I don't remember your points for this one. I just I remember your. I don't think of- I put points. I just took Winnipeg because I did say okay. seven, then I took it off. I can't see Winnipeg coming out and not winning. They're not going to lose two in a row. They're too see, good. And that's where that's where I disagree. I think this loss is going to shake them to their core. It's been a long time that they've been manhandled like that. Because let's face it, the losses they've had in the last few years have been close nail-biter losses. Yes. Including the Grey Cup last year against Toronto. So you're taking Montreal? I'm taking Montreal. Man, I'm going to stretch my lead over this kid. He's going to be looking up. He's going to think I'm a freaking giant. (laughs) And the Monday game this week, July 3rd. Game of the week, in my opinion. I think, to be fair, there's two games of the week. Yes, there is. Winnipeg, Montreal, Toronto, you could toss them up. Being, yeah. I'm biased. I, I, I don't freaking care. I'm biased. I, I still think the BC game is going to be way more fun to watch. I think for no matter what, a BC Lions game is more fun for you to watch than most other games. Yeah. Well, I but don't know. That, that, that Stamps game was pretty fun to watch. It was. Um, BC Toronto. BC going into Toronto. Two teams that used to be owned by the same owners. Um, Do you remember yes, that? Brady. Just so, just so uh, if you're an American, you're watching. Yes, at the same time, they were owned by the same people. And yes, there was trades. No, no. So the sketchiest thing, the sketchiest thing that ever happened. I can't remember <laughs> the player's name that did it, but they went down into the states for an NFL tryout. They came back, and BC was supposed to have the rights to this player. Yes. However, magically, by some voodoo magic, Toronto had the rights to this player. No, they traded the rights to Toronto for like a 12th, 13th round draft pick. No, there was no, there was never any trade on the books. There was never a trade on the books. Didn't didn't they also, didn't they end up trading Toronto, trading that player back to BC? I believe so. It was a defensive player. I, it was yeah. I know it was a defensive player, but I don't remember who it was. It was a big name, not big enough to make the NFL. So, well, lots of big names didn't make the NFL. But of course, I'm going to say we have both chosen the BC Lions to win this game. It's going to be I a close one. Be, I was going to say I think this is going to be the toughest test for BC. Yeah. Um. There's now enough footage of whatever Mark Washington, not uh, Ryan Phillips, 
is doing with the defense that they're going to be able to find some holes. Yes. Um, I'm I, hoping again, Phillips is smart enough that he can change it up. And because um, that's what he's done so far. Yep. And, and not just from game to game, from half to half. He's come yes. out and shown completely different looks. Exactly. Um, and if you're watching this week and you see a big play happen and it's zone coverage, know that if I'm watching the TV with you, I am yelling at the TV about zone coverage because it is a staple in the CFL and it is the worst coverage that you can possibly have in the CFL because you get burned by it three out of four plays. The quarterbacks have too much time. My little, that's my tiny little quick rant for the day. There you go. There you go. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, we've gone for almost half hour of overtime. So I want to remind you that on Wednesday, it's draft day, at 4 p.m. Pacific time, the NHL draft is taking place. And if you want Ooh. to get some live reactions, I'm going to be live tweeting on the Hughes Sports, po- uh, Hughes Sports Twitter while it's happening. The Canucks right now have the 11th overall, and I do believe that they are going to be making big moves. And I don't know what the big move is that I feel in my gut, but I feel like they, on draft day, and I don't think it's going to happen beforehand, I think on draft day, they're going to make a trade of huge proportion, very similar to the Corey Schneider for... um, the overall, the fifth overall pick that ended up becoming Bo Horvat, it's going to be that level of pick. very well, very very well could. And Patrick Alvin needs to put his stamp on this team, and I think this is the draft to do it. Well, if he doesn't, we got a long time to get to where we need to be. So Thursday, seven p.m., six p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern. Tune in. We'll be talking NHL and nothing but NHL, so help us God. Make some moves. Do something big. Do something crazy. But we have gone crazy over time. Speaking the of old man's, the, the The old man's got, like, got a pee or something, I'm sure, at this point. He's got a smoke. He's, he's old. His bladder's starting to go. So, with that, like us on Twitter at HSB underscore pod. Uh, Facebook at HSV Pod. Uh, we will be posting again on Twitter and Facebook all sorts as the NHL draft goes on. Like and subscribe on Facebook. And the old man is making faces at me off screen here, and he thinks it's hilarious, but I'm just going to keep dragging it on until he's back because we will see you guys here in three short days, Thursday to go over the NHL draft and prepare you for free agency frenzy. Have yourselves a wonderful season. Pressing the button! Goodbye. I pushed the button.